Halloween might be over for the regular people, but for us, we just can't seem to get enough. So let's delve back into Reddit to find the most chilling stories ever posted. 1. Decision When I was a teenager, I was a goth. Black hair, black clothes, black makeup, even had a pair of combat boots. My friends and I, in typical goth fashion, hung out at the local cemetery. We started going as a joke, but soon discovered we liked the peace we found there. That all changed one night. My friend called to see if I wanted to hang out, and I did. None of our other friends were available. They were either working or recovering from partying the night before, so we were on our own. My friend picked me up, and we drove to the cemetery. We were hanging out, smoking cigs and BSing about the latest issues she was having with her boyfriend, when we noticed at the top of the hill we were on, about a hundred feet away, a bonfire had been lit. You have to understand that this cemetery is about a block off campus of a major university, and it's not uncommon for college students to go there to party. My friend and I sighed, knowing that we would have to get going soon. It was illegal to be in the cemetery after dark, and we knew the police would show up because some jerks had decided they needed a bonfire. We decided to finish our cigs and then take off. Just then, the most horrible stench came wafting down the hill from the direction of the bonfire. My friend gagged and covered her mouth. I groaned and said, What the hell? My friend shook her head, saying, I don't know what they're doing. Let's just leave. We get in the car, and one of us suggested, I honestly don't remember who. Maybe we should go up and see what they're doing. My stomach turned, and a cold shiver went through my body. My friend must have had the same feeling, because at the same time, we both said, No, we should leave. My friend turned the car on, switched on the headlights, put the car in reverse, and looked over her shoulder before starting to back up. A figure stepped in front of the bonfire. I could only see a silhouette, but I was sure whoever it was was watching us. A feeling of terror hit me, and I said, Go, 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 getting louder and more panicked with each word. My friend looked back up the hill for a second, and just as the figure took a step towards us, she slammed on the gas and peeled out, going in reverse down the hill. She rammed the gear shift into drive and we were out. We didn't say anything for a while until she said, What the hell were they burning? I shook my head. I don't know. She dropped me off at home, and I went to bed. The next morning, I woke up and went out to the kitchen. My mum was there, drinking her morning coffee, and I joined her. We talked about her job for a bit when suddenly comes out with, Did you hear what happened last night? I shrug and say no. I had just gotten up. She tells me that a woman she worked with was kidnapped from the parking garage. Oh my god, I say. Did they find her? Yes, but too late, she replies. Whoever took her had raped her and murdered her. They found her this morning, up in the cemetery. He had tried to dispose of her body in a bonfire.
I froze. My brain was going a mile a minute, the realization slowly creeping up. That's what that smell was. Needless to say, I never hung out at that cemetery at night again. I think back on our decision to leave instead of investigating the fire. That one decision could have changed everything. Dark silhouette in the bonfire. Let's not meet. I've always had an innate fear of the night. Not so much the dark, but the night itself. As a child, my imagination was overcome with stories of creatures that come alive at night, and the safety offered by my house and light. I never had anything to base this fear on until a night when I decided to go with a buddy of mine to a baseball game and got stuck at a light at 2am after dropping him off at home. Of course, that night the game went into extra innings, and so I didn't get a chance to drop my friend off back home until after one. Everything was fine on the way home, until I hit a light right before the street that led to my house. It was a T-junction and I was turning left. The light is one of those that you think is broken until it finally turns green, right when you finally decide to run it. Of course, I pulled up right as the light turned red. I would have just run the light, seeing as no one was there, and it was closing in on 2am on a school night. But earlier that week, I had heard the phrase, Character is what you do when no one is looking. And for whatever reason, that night, I decided to prove to myself that I was a man of character. <laughs> Big mistake. I pulled to a stop at the light, feeling good about myself, bordering on self-righteous. When I happened to look out my window to the left and noticed a lady sitting all alone on a bus bench. We made brief eye contact and I quickly looked away. It was too late. I could see movement out of my peripheral vision and knew she was coming my way. I looked out the window and noticed she was carrying a bag. I quickly checked that my doors were locked and all my windows were up. I then moved my right foot above the accelerator just in case and braced myself for what was to come. I was hoping it would be just an awkward exchange and was praying for a quick light change before she reached me so I could just get out of there. I knew there was a slim chance of that. She walked right up to my window, put down her bag and began to tap on my window. I nervously looked up at her and she motioned for me to put my window down. I had automatic windows, so I just imagined pushing too hard on the window button and that thing just came down. So I took a deep breath and lightly flicked it with my finger. The window moved microscopically down, but she did not seem to notice or care. She then leaned in and began to talk. She said, My boyfriend beat me up. I have a friend who lives down the street. Can you give me a ride? I should stop and give a brief physical description of the back lady. She was small and skinny and of indeterminate age. She was either in her mid-twenties or had lived a hard twenty years on the street. Or she was, say, sixty-something-year-old woman who had lived a moderately hard life on the street. All that to say, just by looking at her, there was no way to verify her story. She looked beat up by life, 
not just by her boyfriend. But there was something about her delivery. It was robotic and seemed practiced. And like she was disconnected from the moment, that made my skin crawl. And after a brief, about second, debate on whether I should do it, I told her that I had to get home and could not give her a ride. After my refusal, she leaned in closer and said the same thing again. My boyfriend beat me up. I have a friend who lives down the street. Can you give me a ride? This time I felt more confident when I declined to give her a ride and told her I have a curfew and I have to get home. She leaned in a third time and began her statement again. My boyfriend beat me. At this point the lights changed. I slowly lifted my foot off the brake and started slowly rolling forward and began muttering an apology. She didn't move. She just looked at the light, then looked at me, leaned in closer, and said five words that have haunted me ever since. You made the right decision. Then she picked up her bag and walked back towards the bench. I peeled out of the intersection and cried and screamed all the way home. I have no idea what she planned to do, or if there were people waiting to jump in front of my car from the bushes as I moved to let her in, but that encounter has haunted me ever since, and has confirmed in my mind that nothing good happens after dark. Dad. My mum left my dad when I was nine. I have three older sisters. My dad was an abusive alcoholic. He used to beat us all, especially my mum. He would twist hickory switches together and bake them in the oven before beating us with them. My mum finally got the courage to leave him. We stayed in a shelter for a while for abused women and their children. After my mum saved up enough money, we moved into a mobile home. Our first night in our new place, two of my sisters and I were watching TV. My mum was in the kitchen and my oldest sister was cleaning out the bathtub. My dad came through the front door and put his finger over his mouth, saying, Shh. We were very afraid of him, so we didn't say anything. He went into the kitchen and said, Carrie. My mum turned around, and he showed her a gun. She screamed and ran to the hall towards the back door. He told her if she didn't stop screaming, he would kill the kids too. My two sisters and I ran out the front to the neighbor's house. We told them what was happening, and it dawned on us. Our older sister wasn't there. She got there maybe a minute later. When she heard our dad's voice, she laid down in the tub. My dad shot my mum five times, killing her. My oldest sister said he went back up the hall, calling our names. That's when she jumped up and ran out. I'm 38 now. He is still in prison. That last one was more tragic than creepy. But if you like what you heard here, then consider subscribing so you never miss a creepy story.